You are now listening to the best podcast on the entire interwebs, Superhero Slate. I'm Victor Dandridge, the hardest working man in comics, and I'm telling you, you're about to have the best time your ears have ever experienced. Listen in, listen good, and learn something. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're talking about a three-hour Avengers movie. Oh my god, get those catheters ready. I, I'm not drinking water that day. <laughs> uh, the DC Universe adds its entire comic catalog Oh, I was waiting for that. Yes. Iron Man is getting a VR game. Oh, I think they'll all be getting VR games eventually, right? Uh, That's just the the path. Well, Captain America VR does not sound interesting at all. (laughs) And more. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a week. You've been busy today. You've uh, you put the show notes together for our show with <laughs> uh, with all the professional gusto that I've seen. So you're gonna get a top quality superhero slate today, even when your uh, your almighty leader Chris out there is very busy. So I appreciate that. Oh yeah, not not a problem. It's been I've been uh, on the go pretty much um, since I got back from Chicago last week. I haven't hardly got to sit down at all. Uh, we had guests over this weekend, so you know when guests are over, like you kind of have to move your plans around and accommodate that. Uh, so, so we didn't get to do that. Uh, I did play I, Apex Legends this weekend. If you heard of this game, I, I've heard it's kind of like the new Fortnite. Yeah. So uh, the guy, uh, my it's my um, wife's friends. Uh, her husband came down and he brought his, and we, he he let me play tag along in that for a little bit. I'm not very good at it. I will tell <laughs> you that now. Right now we got well, we got one win overall. Uh, finally, so. Uh, I can say I've got that in the notes, but but uh, I've been running around. Uh, I, I well, we'll talk about what I purchased today earlier, Mike. Um, but uh, I just want to go ahead and put this precursor out there. Tomorrow is April first, and what happens on April first, Mike? Uh, that's the Day of Fools, Chris. Yeah, Day of Fools. Everything on the internet's a lie. Don't believe it. Don't don't give us. Don't don't believe a thing you see in there. Don't share us any. You know, uh, the next eight Marvel movies have been announced and. They're all, you know, something to do with, I, I don't know, characters we've never heard of. Uh, <laughs> the funny, the funny thing is, is I don't know exactly uh, what it is, but some something I follow on social media, some sort of brand or company I know has uh, announcements or something they're going to release or talk about tomorrow. But I think it's just coincidental because April first is a Monday, so mm-hmm. that's usually the beginning of the week, the beginning of the month. Uh, I think technically it's the beginning of a quarter, right? You know, yeah, because yeah. if you decide to be, so yeah, I mean, so business wise, there actually could be legitimate announcements tomorrow. So I think it's going to be really confusing, really weird. Last year, April 1st, April Fool's Day, I think was on Sunday. So it was really weird because like Sunday is one of like probably the least trafficked days for like media and stuff. So it's just like no one was really getting into the spirit. So yeah, it'll, it'll be weird tomorrow, but I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, usually IGN, I, I usually go there because usually they usually try to produce something that's like a cool trailer or something like that for a mm-hmm. fake video game. So we'll see if maybe they'll they, they uh, reach. Uh, reach the level of virality they have in the past. Yeah, it, it seems like, you know, uh, IGN spends a whole year working on their next April Fool's thing, and uh, it usually everyone realizes that the day of, oh, this isn't real, but this is cool, but then like 
four months later, after you forget it was posted on April 1st, it has that resurgence of, like, how, like, quote-unquote fake news comes back in. Like, <laughs> no one's looking at the, the original post date. They're just sharing it. Oh, so, yeah. Usually it'll just get distilled to some sort of square uh, Facebook meme with emojis above it and below it, and it'll be very pixelated, low quality, and some grandma will reshare it and think it's real. Yeah. That's how the internet works now. Exactly. So uh, tomorrow will be a day for that. Um, one of our first topics, we'll talk about why things are going on sale April 2nd instead of the 1st, because <laughs> that would be the worst, um, I guess, uh, I guess April Fool's jokes. Yeah, it's a trap. You don't want to fall into the trap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want a trap I fell into? What's that? I had to go watch Dumbo this week. <laughs> yeah, you were uh, you were saying uh, you were going into the to the movie and in the group chat a few days ago, and then I was like, oh yeah, Dumbo is not really something we're going to talk about on the show. You know, it's not something I'm going to go out and see. So I'm going to actually ask Chris how he liked the movie as soon as he comes out of it, uh, because this is not something we have to wait to uh, put it on a microphone. So I was like, Chris, how'd you like the movie? Uh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, to put it to put it nicely. Um, so my wife's a big Disney fan, and if mm-hmm. she will go watch all these movies with me, even you know the awful ones that we go through, there's a lot more good ones lately than the bad ones. But she, but she has to go, and I said, you know, I'll go. Um, this movie, you instantly can tell it's a uh, a Tim Burton Disney movie because mm-hmm. it has those fake sets and the fake backgrounds, and you can feel like everything is obviously on a green screen or has been CGI'd to some hyper realistic level of detail. Mm-hmm. And the acting is so wooden, like it's it's got the most boring kids who are teaching Dumbo how to fly in this. Um, and the elephant, the Dumbo, the sound he makes is like a baby elephant, but it sounds metallic, like a metal. Like they, they've, I don't know what if real elephants sound like they have a metal, like sounds, but like it sounds like it was, <laughs> they, they were it got an elephant blowing through like a metal tube. Oh, weird. Uh, um, so that like there's a lot of stuff that took me out of the movie. Um, you know, I, I I do have to give it props because it's not a remake shot for shot of the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, these kids characters I'm talking about, and then there's like this kind of evil Walt Disney character uh, played um, by Michael Keaton. Yeah, uh, later on, and um, that was not in the original movie, so like that actually gives it a little more flavor towards the end. But none of these characters are believable, or they're like Michael Keaton, um. Danny DeVito and I believe who's the guy Colin Farrell they're the three like main like older actors mm-hmm. nailed it loved every minute of them um, but like their characters aren't believable their motivations aren't believable and I just uh, I was just Somebody, mad the first so- two thirds of this movie and the last <laughs> I'm like oh there's actually fire and explosions now so let's let's look at this Someone needs to give Tim Burton like less money and like a smaller uh, budget and no green screens, and I want to see what movie he'll come up with because mm-hmm. uh, it's uh there've been a lot of retrospectives on Tim Burton in the last week with uh, the anticipation of Dumbo coming out, and some people are like, oh, he hasn't made a good movie in like fifteen years. Uh, some of the movies like he didn't even direct; they were executive produced. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of people are really down on Burton right now, and uh, it would be nice if maybe he could find a way to kind of come back to uh to what he uh was well, really good at I, I think you know he he doesn't have uh his wife or he divorced helena bonham carter i believe so he doesn't have her to put in movies so he's, he's casting i think ava green and everything mm-hmm. and uh, that's his new like leading lady who's like kind of got this i guess surreal looking face and like you know ethereal kind of air about her and mm-hmm. i'm like uh 
I just he's just stuck in a rut, man. Like he's got one thing he does, and and right now Dumbo was not the right thing to give him. Danny, who thought Dumbo was a great movie to remake? It wasn't good back when they first released it in the forties, and it's not that good now <laughs> yeah i saw a lot of people online saying like oh the original movie was only like an hour long and there was a chunk of that movie where it's just a bunch of racist crows that yeah. are just uh not uh that are definitely not going to be turning into this uh, uh live action they, movie so yeah there wasn't there, there i think there was a mouse that used to talk and he taught dumbo how to fly like he's not even in this like they show a mouse in the cage with a little little hat on and i'm like oh there he is but he doesn't talk or anything like that so um you know, I, I, I was very, uh, like, I was just mad at the movie the whole time. <laughs> like, the first <laughs> lot, I was like, this is so bad. Like, who who did this and, and whatever. But I just think, you know, it's one of those things where I'm very excited for our next set of movies to watch this summer. And uh, I guess it's all spring. So I, uh, I'm just going to just, just, just kind of roll with it. Go with it. <laughs> Uh, Mike, however, has do- dove into the world of Twitch streaming this this uh, Bare- this fairly vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I basically, you- found out my controller has a sharing button on it, so I clicked it to see what it did. Yeah, yeah the, the 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 two but- two buttons in the middle. One's a pause, and one's a share button. So, yeah. um, but what have you been playing? That's the real question. You got to tell me about your experience with a game called Sekiro. Oh gosh, I brought it up last week. Uh, on the pod when I was just very uh, in the infant stages of the game, just kind of learning the mechanics. I wasn't very far in it. Now I am, I'm, I'm very much more hours into it, but I'm not really much farther because this is the hardest game I've ever played in my entire life. So this is from the same creators that made like Bloodborne and the Souls games and everything. So this game is just, the difficulty is so hard. And it does that awful thing where like you have to like learn the patterns of these bosses in order to figure out how to beat them but they can kill you very quickly so in order to get back to that boss to fight him again you have to slog through all of these other enemies around them because you can't just go up and like fight the boss or you'll be swarmed by these lower level guys and you'll never have a chance so like i just keep running through these same things over and over and over again and it's it's like the game is almost entirely guarding and parrying like you almost you just attack when you have like the moment to get in there but most of what you're doing is you're just holding your sword up just trying mm-hmm. to block these death blows and it's a very very a very hard game to get into the groove of because it's not as instinctual as you want it to be and apparently for a lot of people it's borderlining between just being bad game design and it's like some people either love it some people hate it I feel like I'm kind of in the middle like I'm determined to figure it out because I love the traversal mechanics of like the grappling hook and the stealth so I want it to work work like I want to play it I want to get further but um, I went and I googled Sekiro and like all of these top news articles or just all of these like video game blogs like uh, debating the merits of it there should there be an easier mode like an easy mode or a normal mode because this seems to be permanently uh, glued on hard mode and it's not going anywhere so it's it's interesting to see the debate out there between you know is are, are you bad at video games or is the game actually too hard um I think it really comes down to do you feel a sense of accomplishment when you finally beat a boss? And I don't know if I'm quite there yet because really I've only beaten like too many bosses and one of the many bosses I basically kind of cheaped him out. I just kind of like stood on this ledge that he could barely reach and I just kind of did a slash at his head and it took me like 20 minutes to kill him because I had already died to him like 30 times, like literally 30 (laughs) times. I'm not even exaggerating. And so I basically think what the kids call, I cheesed him. I cheesed him until he died. So it's just... 
I really got to figure out these mechanics if I'm going to make it any farther. So if, if you really like a slog and if you like a sense of challenge and you really want to put your skills of gaming to the test, uh, buy Sekiro and just to see how it goes. But that's my, that's my warning for anybody out there. You're not selling it to me, Mike. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sold. I don't, I don't want a hard video game. Uh, you know what kind of video game I want? What's I want a nice old retro arcade game. Oh. Because I got to throw that in there this weekend. I finally, I bought my arcade cabinet last weekend on the way home. I've told everybody this. But mm-hmm. I got my custom buttons and all the other stuff in this weekend. Ooh, and the clicky feedback of arcade buttons feels so good. It is. So the old one I had, like, the, like they were concave buttons. Like, they dipped down and, like, they have, like, little cheap, like, plungers on them. So they clicked when you pushed them, like, real bad. Mm-hmm. And the stick had no clicks. It was very loose. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also found out I suck at Street Fighter when I put it together. <laughs> I got to suck so hard. So I bought new sticks and new buttons, and they glow. They're LED light-ups, and they're awesome looking. And I actually drilled two new holes to put new buttons in. Uh, my dad came over yesterday to give me one of the little drills to, to put one of those holes in because it was a very specific size, and he happened to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sat down and played Galaga for a while. And he's like, i got to leave, or I'm going to be playing this all day. Because, uh, you know, when you get to play video games for free, you know, like, what do you, what, that's dangerous. Yeah. No quarters keeping me from my uh, responsibilities as an adult, huh? Yeah, so it, it felt really good to, to have that kind of together. And this is like a, a test model, as I, I kind of told uh, you, know, Mike, and friend of the show, Quentin here. I'm going to be putting bigger stick fighting games in it, like a uh, Injustice and, and maybe some Street Fighter Five and uh, Mortal Kombat or anything like that I can find. But I, I think I'm very I'm very proud of this work. It's very been very uh, Physical thing. So now I gotta go back and tweak everything to work with joysticks, but it's, uh, I'm very, very excited, Mike. It looked cool. And that's what I feel <laughs> is, you know, a, a nice factor in this. That's it, all that matters. At the end of the day, does it look cool? Does it look cool? Yeah. Yeah. Chicks dig it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just, I'm just doing this to kill time because you know, the only thing on my mind right now is Avengers Endgame. Oh, Chris, you got it just right. And I'm sure you got like an amazing segue into the first topic here of Avengers Endgame. But I literally had an Avengers Endgame dream oh, two no. nights ago. Two nights. That, that's how we know it's on the horizon. And it was a weird, it was, an, it was a very anxious dream full of anxiety. Because in the dream, I had sit down to finally watch the movie in my dream. And uh, it was at the, the movie opened up with like, um, like a Megazord and Aquaman, which was very, very strange i was like okay this is really weird and in dream time i had been watching this movie for like an hour and a half i had no idea what was going on this is very weird and i was like are we ever going to get to the moments where like we saw on the trailer like i haven't seen any avenger yet and then like it morphed into something totally different and then i actually like woke up and like for a second i was like worried that like like they totally miffed Avengers Endgame and they ruined it and they didn't even remember to put the Avengers in it but then I slowly came to and realized I'm stupid and it was a dream so yeah that's burrowing into my brain Chris I need to see this film so you're you're telling me you're ready to get it yeah but I mean if a Megazord and Aquaman popped up in this movie like that would be legendary oh I mean you're you're no no doubt about that (laughs) that that would be amazing I wouldn't even know what to do with myself yeah but I will tell you right now to 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 hold us over for the next. Um, to, I mean, most people will probably be listening to this on April first. We are in the month of Endgame. Um, uh-huh. All the merchandise finally got their street date yesterday uh, or today, I guess the thirty first, and uh, you can now go buy your Avengers Endgame stuff. And I will tell you right now, I will notice one thing about all this stuff right now. Uh-huh. It does not say Endgame anywhere on it. It just says Avengers. Oh, strange. Do do the Avengers pop from last year say Infinity War on them? They, in fact, do. And they're different color sets. Um, 
what I think was interesting about this, Mike, and I'll tell you, is probably they've had these in production for a long time before they announced the title. So to alleviate any title leaks, they're like, we're just going to call oh, it all Avengers. That's smart. And you can tell Chris knows what he's talking about because every once in a while you can hear him shift in his seat yeah. because he's literally surrounded by the merchandise and he's referencing the boxes of pops like behind him or around him. So oh, yeah. he has instant he has instant knowledge anywhere he turns. I, I'll tell you, right now I'm looking at 14 pops I picked up today from in-game <laughs> alone. Uh-huh. And um, I will tell you, there's the original 11. There's the, the default 11 that you get. Um, mm-hmm. There are Tony Stark, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Thanos, Black Widow, Ant-Man, Nebula, Hawkeye, War Machine, and Captain Marvel. And only uh, two of these are not wearing those advanced suits we've seen so far in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And that's Captain Marvel and Thanos. Hmm. Well, I mean, it seems like Captain Marvel might not need one. I mean... If these are indeed spacesuits, which they may or may not be, it seems like there could be a possibility of three things that these suits could be right now. If they are spacesuits, it seems like she wouldn't need them. She obviously can fly in space. We saw that in her movie. Uh, and we would think maybe those same properties would translate to any other possible quantum realm or anywhere well, they might go. So Thor, maybe she's just staying behind, you know? Maybe she's just the trump card, the backup. Maybe. The, Thor Thor has the ability to travel and breathe in space as well. Um Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, But there are three others that were exclusives to GameStop, Box Lunch, and Hot Topic here. We have a Hulk in a very purple-looking outfit, and it looks like something maybe he's been training in at the Avengers facility for a little bit Mm -hmm. during this time down. There's a fully regular-suited Iron Man, and I'm going to talk about what version this is here in a minute, and a fully regular-suited Captain America. Now, what I think is going on here, judging by these characters that don't have these suits, if Captain Marvel doesn't have one of these suits what if they are exactly what i predicted they're to fight the effects of the stones and if she is spoiler alert powered by one of these stones unspoiler alert, oh she wouldn't need the protection she wouldn't need the suit to, to protect her from that. I mean, you might possibly be onto something, and th- we just need to figure out what these suits are made of, what the deal is. But you did mention something just briefly when you said the Hulk could be training in a suit, and then that made me think of like the facilities on Avengers Campus, and that actually made me really want to see more of Avengers Campus. Like, I don't know exactly how it would happen, but maybe if like Thanos like somehow showed up on their campus, I would love to see them just like fighting mm-hmm. in those different rooms there. Like, we haven't really seen a whole lot of it. We've seen bits and pieces of it from different films but i would love to see like them just like throwing bad dudes through like walls of this campus like going into different labs and seeing all this like cool stuff that they have and this basically headquarters that really should be the coolest headquarters in this mcu you know wouldn't i mean honestly wouldn't this be a great precursor to an x-men danger room scenario where you get to see all these space set up for each avenger and their strengths and their weaknesses Oh, that would be kind of cool, yeah. And, uh, you know, again, we saw Tony... The only thing we got to see out of it, even in the last movie, is Tony Stark fired uh, the Iron Spider suit out of a a little box. Like, what other things is he working on in there? Well, we do see Black Widow doing some target practice there. We've seen, like, the the hangar... 
we saw the hangar at the end of um, was it the end of Civil? No, it was at the end of Ultron, right? We saw them in the ha- in like a yeah. hangar. We kind of see that theoretically maybe that same hangar again in this trailer. Yeah, I'm just really curious what's going on there. We saw a little bit in the first Ant Man movie. We saw like a garage outside of the campus. Yeah, yeah I would love this. I'd love to see them explore that like a little bit more. I just think it's like a cool facility. So yeah, I didn't even think about. It. Maybe we'll see more of that. Yeah, well, we're gonna knock on wood there. Uh, but all these merchandise is out, and we have all these pops, and they're kind of lining up with maybe some of my theories. Uh, also, uh, Thanos has a uh, big double-handed sword that we've seen in a couple things. So if he's got to go hand-to-hand with the Avengers, by God, this is... You know, I think I saw that picture, too. He's holding this sword, and then he also has the gauntlet on. And, I, and I'm just yeah. thinking, like, dude, you got the gauntlet. Like, you know, just, like, use any of the gems on there. You don't even have to swing a sword. But who knows? Maybe he's maybe it's not a weapon. Maybe he's using it to cut down his wheat on his farm. You know? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's just, it's just a tool. Yeah, it could be. He's very much uh, going for that uh, aesthetic there a little bit. Um but I, yeah, I just think it's uh, it's very interesting. Um, I also want to tell you there's now a 3D version of the trailer that we saw recently. It was a couple oh, weeks ago. Okay, and, and we didn't. T- I mean, you've been talking about this, but there, per, there are different edits in the 3D trailer than the 2D trailer we've seen. So oh, really? if you watch the 3D trailer, you will see that some of the they've left some of the stuff in. They edited out of the 2D trailer. Mm. Did we see that famous grass scene where it looks like one character is removed? Um, that's still in there, but that's that's normal. Okay. Uh, but it, it uh, I don't know how much you want to know. I don't want to tell anyone unless they want to know it because, like, I don't you think know, don't, I really don't, don't think. Don't tell me. Like, we're so close to it. I yeah. think I can just it's go, not go It's dark. not horribly spoilery, but they are, in fact, editing the trailer. They are manipulating the trailers, Mike. Good and, for them. That's what I want them to and, do, like. And, and this is just further proof that that's happening. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we have it with the new 3D trailer. So if you happen to see a 3D movie and this trailer is in front of it, you may notice a couple of little extra pieces here and there that, that show some more stuff. So um, good, good luck to you. <laughs> but th- honestly, the whole thing we're here for, all of April is leading to buying tickets for this movie. Yes, because please. Because once you have the tickets, guess what? That means we're in the end game. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you find a new reason to say we're in the end game. Every like once, uh, once we struck twenty nineteen, you said we were in the end game. Uh, once, uh, once we got Captain Marvel out of the way, you said we were finally in the end game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, yeah. we're, we've been in the end game for a while now. Like I'm going to be honest, this is the last Avengers movie of the year. We can't hold anything back now, Mike. Oh, you're hitting all the classic. I got Chris to. Tropes right I got now. to. I'm very hyped. Can you tell the hype levels for this is very, very high? Yes, I yes I can. Um, tickets are the ticket times are now online. And I have a very good source who uh, works in a movie theater, and he called me specifically this week to say, hey, tickets might be on sale right now. The times are online. Go check it out. Uh, and I immediately texted you. I'm like, are the, the, the times. You gotta check, check the movies. Check the movies, Mike. Yeah. I was very, very... Yeah, I went to my uh, my normal theater's website, and they do have the times posted, but there is a very specific line that says these tickets are not on sale yet. And I and I'm very familiar with uh, the Thursday night showing time blocks, and they it's very accurate. It seems like this is very true. Like you know, there's like an 8 p.m. showing, there's like an 11 p.m. showing, there's like a 10 p.m. showing in 3D. Those are probably the times that I'm going to gravitate towards. But I think there was like a 7 p.m. also. Yeah, they have a 6 p.m. fan showing at the one I'm going to. 
Uh, they have a 7 o'clock IMAX. So I'm going to IMAX because I, I've told people this, they film these in IMAX cameras. They are not just blown up to fit the IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. You're actually seeing 26% more real estate, I think, on there. Um, but the tickets are finally going to go on sale April 2nd. Tuesday, which may be a day after you listen to this podcast. I'll give everybody a tip. A tip I picked up from a uh, 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 movie personality that I follow on Twitter. Uh, they said usually on Thursday nights, uh, they go to when they go to the films. Uh, one time they weren't they weren't able to get tickets until like 11 p.m., like close to midnight, you know. And it had already been like what three hours mm-hmm. since somebody saw like the first showing of the film. But he said that 11 p.m. time slot is actually really solid, just because that's the time when most working adults can actually make it to the theater. Like you know, if you work like past five o'clock, you know, a lot of people get off at five, but you know, if unfortunately you work a little bit later, especially if you work out here in the industry, sometimes you might work as late as seven, depending on what night it is. Uh, so if you hit that 11 PM time slot, you have all these fans that just couldn't make it earlier to the showings. So I think we might try to do one of those later showings to kind of weed out all those dang kids and those teens, you know, I don't know. I, I think those, I'm never ever Thursday night. Have I had that happen to me? Um, I have a lot of, I think the the best audience is, of course, the first one. The people who are able to make it there as early as they can and pay the the premium for the IMAX is, is my kind of filter for that. Because they're like, oh, if I can go at 7 to the regular theater for cheaper, why wouldn't I just go to that? So I think that, that weeds out a lot of people. And I'm, I'm going to get 7 o'clock. But, I mean... At 8 a, 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 they have a 2 a.m. showing at my theater. They have a 2 a.m. showing. That's how late they're running this. You night. might as well just go. You might as well just watch it three times in one night, Chris. I thought about doing. It. If it was 2 a.m. that day, not the next day, I'd, I'd go at 2 a.m. to watch it. <laughs> um, but it's coming out. Get online. I I think they said 8 um, a.m. on the second. I think you know that could be 8 a.m. Central. That could be 9 a.m. Eastern. So I I don't know what time they're actually going to go on. But I'm going to be. Monday, all the way through Monday, all the way through Tuesday, refreshing and getting my tickets. I'm, I'm going to get the seats I want. I'm going to get them. I might even buy a second showing, Mike, because this movie could debut to $800 million plus that weekend. And if a movie's that big, guess what? You're not going to get able to walk in and watch this movie. Like you're, those, all those tickets are going to be sold all weekend long. Yeah, I, I give people I give people strange looks when I'm walking up to the box office and just getting my tickets printed that I par- purchased online. There's usually one person in front of me that's like trying to like just earnestly buy tickets for the same movie I'm about to walk into, and they're like, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, like maybe one of you can sit in the front row and the other one of you can sit in the second to front row, but like it's just like, do you people really think you can just like see this movie like on opening night? Like, yeah. Some people are crazy, Chris. The biggest movie on opening night. Yeah, and I think this is going to be the biggest movie of the year. I think, and that's an easy bet. Even with the Star Wars movie coming out, uh, this movie is going to be gigantic. Do you think, uh, if this is huge enough, that this could possibly change movie advertising as a whole for large blockbusters? Because we don't know anything about this movie. Hmm. We've had I mean, minor trailers and theory. minor stuff. I would love just the idea of this to pick up, but I, honestly, it's really easy to see it being abused too. You know, I, I can almost see somebody going to the lengths of like false advertising mm-hmm. uh, because I think one crazy lady tried to sue some movie like a year ago over false advertising, but like no one took her seriously. Well, uh, but I like what they're doing here. This is perfect. Like you're selling me on the tone of the movie, uh, not necessarily exactly what I'm seeing in the trailer. So I, I'm I'm well, on board with this way of. Uh, 
just like sealing the 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 secrets away. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say you know I don't want manipulate trailer manipulation. I meant just less is more. Like they've oh, got a exactly. very less is more mentality, and that's pulled my intrigue to a whole new level here. I mean, as much as I didn't like the last main Star Trek, I mean Star Wars film, uh, the trailers were always very good for it. The trailers had me hype and they didn't reveal too much. Uh, so maybe just Disney is the only one good at doing it. <laughs> you yeah, know? it's true. Um, I also want to you know, forewarn everyone, if you do see that 11pm showing that Mike says, you're not going to get started until 11.20 11.25, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to sit in this movie for three hours and Woo! two minutes. Three three glorious hours. Yeah. So this is, uh, we reported 303, uh, which was the, the length of the Batman v Superman uh, ultimate cut, which is three hours and three minutes of just suck. Uh, so I'm really excited for three hours and two minutes. But I tell you what, I'm going to have to, like I said, stop drinking water at noon. And just crackers the rest of the day. Just gonna <laughs> absorb it right up. My my one my one last tip here for uh, movie theaters uh, and seeing this movie that's three hours long. The the aisle seats aren't as bad as you think they are. You can still get a very good viewing experience from being on the on the sides of the theater, and it makes it easier to run out of the theater and use the bathroom and run back in. So that's usually what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so especially for like a three hour movie, uh, I'm gonna make sure I'm picking the the seats uh, very conveniently close to the door because I'm just going to have to use my best uh, movie audience judgment of when I'm going to run to the bathroom because there's no, there's no way I'm going to make it three hours, Chris. No, not even, not, no three hours for you. So I'm going to probably look online and find you know, those things you can strap to yourself in case you just got to go, man. <laughs> that might be the, the best bet for me to get those prime center seats. And I've been looking at this Iron Man pop I've got here, Mike, the one in the full armor. And I'll tell you, this is not like unlike any armor I've ever seen. Uh, then I found out that you're familiar with the company Hot Toys? Mm-hmm. Uh, they released all their stuff today. They have four figures come out today. Uh, a Captain America, a Hulk, Iron Man, and a Thanos. And this Iron Man is labeled as Mark LXXXV. And I had to go look up what Roman numerals that is. Because off <laughs> yeah. the top of my head, I'm like, I don't know what that is. That's a lot of nice-looking letters. It's 85. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mark 85 is what we're going to see in the upcoming Avengers movie. I don't even know what Mark he had in Infinity War, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, so, and, and are these just, like, keeping track of all of his red suits, or does that throw into the the, the dozens of suits that he had in Iron Man 3? Were those the, all... Those works? are all numbered. Those are all numbered, okay. and you can find every one of those, actually. They released an app uh, that went along with the movie, and you could pull up, I think, most of the armors in 3D, even, uh, in that. So, um, let me see. Infinity War Iron Man armor number. Let's see, let's see if they even had a number for that one, because... Um, I, I don't think it was. I think L, I think Mark L, 50. So he gained 35 more armor variations that we know of since Infinity War. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it begs the question where he gets the armor from. You oh. know, we've seen his, he basically doesn't have any by the end of Infinity War because he's using all of those like nanoparticles to try yeah. to kill Thanos as like a Hail Mary attempt and he doesn't really have anything left by the end. So uh, apparently he ha- he crafts together a helmet or maybe has just enough of them left to bring up his helmet when in that, in that uh, spaceship that he's abandoned in. So it makes me think he doesn't just have Iron Man suits just casually floating around in space does.
does he? Actually, it would be kind of cool. I actually could see him like punching up like a little screen, and Nebula's like, "What are you doing?" And he's just like, "Oh, well, a couple years ago when I learned aliens exist, I shot like forty suits into space <laughs> and sent them on a bunch of different orbits, thinking I might be up there one day and need a suit, and there just is conveniently one coming into orbit." You know, I could actually see him doing that, but it makes me think that he makes it back to the Earth and well, he, he gets a he, he gets a suit. He does in the trailer. He's with the team walking in the suits. <laughs> Like the advanced suits at the end of the last trailer, he is. Yeah, are you sure? Hundred percent. It's it goes Captain America, Tony Stark, Natasha, Nebula. They're all there. I don't know about that, Chris. You need to go I th- watch. I I, I, I I think I'm going to pull it up while you while you talk. I got I got a pop of him in the advanced suit right here. I, I for some reason I don't remember seeing Tony Stark there. He's he's in the, literally the second shot because it's it's him and Captain America together again since Civil War. You know, if I, if I if I've learned anything over these years of making this podcast with you, I, I, I it's safe to trust you, Chris. Okay, good because I'm like, come on, man, that that was like a big <laughs> deal. Um, now again, we could be faked out by these trailers. That's true, Chris. We, we even my even my fake assumptions could be totally proven right of me not paying attention. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, he will come back to armor, but I mean, this armor, like, again, just kind of comparing those, like, this one has gold shoulders, the other one doesn't have gold shoulders. What has he learned in his fight with Thanos that has made this one special, Mike? And that's what I'm very excited to see. Not, I don't care about the design. There's nothing spoilerish or revealing about him having gold shoulders compared to the rest of the body. But, like, how he's going to use this to whoop Thanos' ass uh, is my question. So. I, I would think that if he had built anything into it, maybe it'd be like a kind of like a kill switch. You know, like in Pacific Rim, there's always that uh, there's always that option of going nuclear and blowing yourself up. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe in Mark 85 there is an option in there to just blow yourself up and sacrifice yourself. Um, who knows if that'll happen, but maybe he built that into this yeah. one. Well, he did get stabbed with a bit of his own armor last time, so maybe he might have like a self-defense mechanism against his own armor. Oh, that's a good idea. That'd be that'd be about the only thing I can think of. But we went from fifty to eighty-five. That's cool. Speaking of Iron Man, we get a chance to be Iron Man later this year, Mike. They announced a VR Iron Man game for PlayStation VR this week, which yeah, I didn't I expect how, them to I, announce. Yeah, I don't know how how I feel about this. I watched the trailer and it doesn't. It just kind of looks a little bit gimmicky. like a lot of kind of VR corporate experiences that have been made. Mm -hmm. You know, there's legit awesome VR games out there that are made for the platform and they're immersive and it's very thought out. But this just kind of seems something like, oh, we have Iron Man. VR seems kind of cool. Let's just make an experience. Just slap something together, somebody. So I don't know. Maybe you feel a little different. I would say that have they not said we've been working on this for two years. Like if they were like, oh, the Iron Man in-game experience. Like there's a Spider-Man homecoming experience. Mm-hmm. Did you do the the homecoming experience on yours yet? Uh, um, I've I've watched like let's plays of it. I haven't had a chance to go through it. That, but it didn't didn't look very fun. <laughs> it, it's actually really fun to do. It's not, like all VR is not fun to watch. VR is fun to do and experience. So it's fun to do that one. But it's the best. Like it's ten minutes of your life at, at most. Like you're not going to get anything out of it. It's like like remember when you used to be able to download apps that sync with your movie and they would tell you things as you watch the movie but they weren't really that interesting or something that you couldn't find online by that point in time. That's kind of what those feel like. Now they've been making this for two years and they're like, here are some gameplay. You're using the motion controllers, which I think is cool. You're not using an actual dual shock um, to, to play as the hand. So I want to see what it does, but I'm kind of, I'm excited to do this. And I think before the show opened, you mentioned you want to see other characters do this, but like, I would like to see maybe an Ant-Man one where you get to shrink down and grow as Ant-Man in first person. 
Like, well, there was well, there was that game that I saw at Comic Con. I think maybe one or two years ago. That was a VR experience where you got to be different heroes. Like you could be Deadpool, you could be Hulk, and I think Cap was one of them. And you're running around like first person. And like if you were the Hulk, you would just see like his green fists and stuff like that. Um, so it makes me wonder if that game's ever going to come out. But I'd like to play something like Mar- that. Marvel Powers United. It is out, but that's not for PlayStation VR. That's mm-hmm. one. Of, that's one of the. Um, Oculus ones? Yeah, Oculus Rift. Uh, it was mm-hmm. specific for the Rift, I think, one of the licensed ones. Uh, I've not heard anything since then, so I kind of forgot about it. So I, I, that makes me think maybe the reviews weren't so hot on that one. Oh, bummer. Either. Well, I don't know. I could be I could, I could be horribly wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, you were you were right about that was That was last summer. You're right. Um, the review's on that about 60%, so I can see that. I had a, VR, I had a, um, a Microsoft Connect game for Avengers where you played like a first-person punching kind of game as one of the mm-hmm. characters. But I, I think Iron Man's cool as a start. Um, I didn't like any of the Iron Man video games that came out beforehand for Xbox, so maybe this could be a good chance to do that. And you know, knowing Sony and, and how much money and, and time they put into the Spider-Man game, we, maybe we could see a uh, uh, maybe the, a little bit of care and love. Uh, I, w- I, w- I would love something along the lines of Insomniac doing something with another character. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll knock on wood. I still want Spider-Man 2, though, before we get to that. But uh, we got to start somewhere. Uh, the Eternals, next Marvel movie, uh, or late next year, um, the, the the trades are talking Angelina Jolie is in final talks to play the lead, one of the lead roles in this movie. All right. <laughs> um, she's to play the character uh, Cersei. Who is a fourth generation Eternal? Did you do a quick Google on Cersei, Mike, earlier at all? Uh, I didn't, but this is all reminding me very much of the conversations that we had around Inhumans a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, not specifically because I think it's going to be like the same outcome, but it's like the, a, a whole swath of like characters that I just know nothing about, but you happen to know everything, <laughs> and you just tell me like, okay, this is this character, this is their weird name, this is what they do, this is where they're from, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll just have to wait until the movie comes out. So, yeah, but I mean, Angelina Jolie, she's she's a get, right? I mean, she's a big star. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. I mean, she's had experience uh, with Disney doing Maleficent and the upcoming Maleficent sequel. Uh, for that, um, so what's really interesting about her is she's got like all these regular eternal powers, immortality, uh, psionic powers, just superhuman strength, flight, all that generic BS. But what's interesting is that she's a fourth generation eternal, and in that fourth generation of eternals actually exist the Olympian gods, the pantheon of Olympian gods in, in, in our world is what are essentially these eternals. Um, oh, we, I would have think they would have gone the avenue of putting like these Greek gods, maybe into the bucket of Thor, you know, maybe that's where these people were imagining them. But if they were, uh, uh, Eternals. I got a, I got a whole lot to rearrange in my brain. Yeah. So um, she was born in Olympia, Greece, to to a couple other Eternals, um, and she was actually of the Avengers in the Avengers comic books from 1990 to 94. Uh, so she's no stranger to being a, an, an Avenger either. Um, I just, I, I think you know, this kind of opens up some other talks that was going on this week that Hercules. Uh, and the other Olympian gods are going to appear in this movie, and that Hercules might be the main, one of the leaders in this Eternals movie. And they could be maybe working their way and bringing these super strong other, you know, what we consider gods into the Marvel Universe uh, post, you know, Endgame. Because we all know Chris Hemsworth and Thor's contract's up, but will he come back? I'd love to see. But we, we don't know what they could do with that uh, for right now. 
So Your guess is as good as mine, Chris. I don't know anything about this yeah. cast. I don't know anything about them. And they're so uh they're so um a low uh, uh, name recognition when it comes to just, you know, the general audience. They could probably just do anything that they wanted with them. You know, I don't think anyone's going to be too concerned if they don't nail the lore just right on the Eternals, you know? Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I think there were, they'd have to adapt the Eternals to fit into the larger MCU as a whole rather than making the MCU adapt to it. So mm-hmm. I, they can do whatever they want with it. So I have a couple... Um, I have one of the series from 2006, The Eternals, uh, written by Neil Gaiman. Uh, so, you know, um, I need to maybe revisit that and see what see what's up with it. And, and you know, Angelina Jolie, big big name actress. We can maybe maybe Brad Pitt's coming next. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Spider Man Far From Home is our po- first post uh, in game uh, movie. A lot of people are like, "Is this actually in the MCU? Like, like before in game? Is it after in game? We don't know." But here's a nice little cutout and high-def photo of Mysterio's upcoming suit that we can take a look at here. <laughs> yeah, and I love how it's just like this little uh, like point-of-purchase thing and looks like maybe some sort of electronic store or maybe in the electronic section of like maybe a Walmart. But <laughs> I love it when we get like first looks just randomly from some sort of prop art and then just the person who was tasked with putting this stuff up, you know, the, the part-timer or the minimum wage person was just like, this is a big deal. We haven't seen Mysterio before. I better take this picture and put it on the internet. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoy around this and you might enjoy this from the design point of view. Someone went in Photoshop and put on stroke like – 50 and like they rounded it around this character because all the bubbling around him is like lined up with his outline of this dude and I'm like this feels like a someone made this very quickly in Photoshop and said all right print it but um I was noticing kind of like the symbols on Mysterio's suit there down the middle of his like breastplate a little bit yeah he's like uh he's got like these eyes that feel kind of egyptian to me but then he he also has kind of like the smaller text are you thinking it could possibly be alien maybe it uh, could be alien. It uh, could be also some sort of rough version of Doctor Strange's magic. Uh, kind of could fit into the symbolic things right there. Mm-hmm. Um, or he could just be some sort of electronic manipulator who's like casting these images and stuff like that and making it look like he's Doctor Strange uh, based on based on what we've seen so far. But I also noticed the cape looks like it has some lights in the back of it as well. So a couple yeah, of diamonds are in the cape. Yeah, and also this is a fishbowl head confirmed. I mean, we did have the silhouette off of like what a Dr. Pepper can or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's in but the trailer. We, but it seems like this is like a like a dome. Like I thought it might be some sort of like magical mist, but it, this kind of almost looks like something maybe he could remove with his hands and hold it like a motorcycle helmet. But I yeah. don't know, maybe it's just the rendering of the design, but um overall I think he looks really rad. I love the I love the visual artistic direction of the MCU where even though you have this brand new character that you don't know if he's connected to the Doctor Strange world or if he's connected to like aliens or outer space, it still feels like it's in the MCU. You kind of have mm-hmm. like the same visual design and kind of like chunks of armor feels like if you painted him like you know gray instead of gold you know it seems like something that maybe falcon could be wearing you know there there's a lot to love about all the costume design choices and how this feels very much like a comic book character and how you know bad sony could have messed this up if they weren't marvel you know like we get the fishbowl head like that is fantastic like you don't even have to like we don't have to worry about the like the the practicality of it but like the fact we're even getting it is mind-blowing yeah. And better yet, and better yet, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is under that fishbowl helmet, and uh, we love Jake Gyllenhaal. Exactly, like they got a good actor to be under, like someone whose face sells the role, and they're like, "Now nah, cover it up with the fishbowl, bro. Put put some put some magical smoke in there. We're good to go." 
So, Far From Home, coming out in July. Very excited. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back May 10th. They gave us the date, finally. And uh, there is um, a new look at the team, which I put on the wrong thing here. So, they gave us kind of... It looks like a, what, the Last Supper kind yeah, of Yeah, but they're over, they're over like a... Maybe like an alien craps table or something. There's like a sword attached to it. There's some alien writing on there. So and it looks like but, there's dice and chips on the right hand side of it. With yeah, Zeke holding onto it. And some sort of like weird like cosmic dumplings coming out of a tube. I don't know what those are, but uh, <laughs> this is a, yeah a lot going on here. Yeah, a whole lot. Uh, I mean, I thought Fitz was grabbing Quake's arm, but it looks like he's just spinning some dice out there. Oh yeah, he's throwing dice. He's playing play some bets, brah. Yeah, uh, and look like Mac has a little black cube, which has like the recordings of Coulson, who is hanging out in the back there. Yeah. Uh, but what was really cool this weekend, um, other than the release date in this photo, was we got our first clip from the show, which is like the most stereotypical clip of any show I've ever seen, revealing that, oh no, who you thought was a good guy <laughs> is now a bad guy. Yeah, uh, I I thought I read somewhere that officially, like on the books, Coulson phil colson is dead yes uh, so i think we will be having some sort of solid like just definition when episode one airs that he is dead he's gone but greg is back and i don't know if he's playing like a life model decoy or maybe somebody cloned them and they booted up his clone when his when he died so i'm glad to see clark greg coming back because i love that guy he's just like so nice he's just like a cool chill dude so i'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to be doing but we only have two seasons left it's technically one season if you look at the episode order so um it looks like they'll have like a definitive idea where they want to take it once the season premieres you know yeah and it sounds like it looks like they could be going absolutely wild and and out of you know, out in space maybe a little more cosmic I uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. So you know, once we get done with uh, watching Endgame, and not we won't be done unraveling that for months, but mm-hmm. we can dive right back into the MCU with with some some Shield and and Clark Gregg. What a lovely guy. He was at C two E two last week, and I didn't get to meet him. Uh, I've I've vouched for the Paul Rudd instead, um, but he's a good guy. The New Mutants is now owned by Disney. And uh, because Fox is bought by Disney and Maisie Williams kind of went on like a little thing this weekend, uh, this week you said where she's like, I don't know what the hell's going on with this movie. When are they going to release it? I don't know. Yeah, she dropped some uh, some f bombs, some swears. She's an adult now, so she she mm-hmm. can do that. But she, I mean, uh, no, usually actors are left out of the loop because they're kind of the last ones to know. So just because they're unaware doesn't necessarily mean like things are hectic or they don't really know what they're doing over there. They're usually the last to find out. And even there's a chance that their managers and agents might know, and they just don't know because it's just not on their calendar yet. But either way, she also dropped something where she said these like supposed reshoots that we talked about. Um, early last year, I yeah. think, where they were kind of retooling this movie, which is why it was being pushed back, haven't even been done yet. Like Maisie kind of confirmed, like, yeah, I haven't gone back. You know, I haven't gotten on any stage anywhere and done any sort of reshoots. So it makes me wonder, like, what is what's going to happen with this film? It's supposed to come out August second, which is almost exactly four months away. So. If there's if reshoots haven't happened, like even if like best case scenario somehow they started next week, could they really cut and finish and master this film in that short amount of time well, and get everything ready? I don't think so, man. Well, with Fox, I would say no, but under Disney, I would say yes. However, 
we very much speculated that this movie is going to skip theaters and go straight to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, or depending on the quality of it, it could just go to Hulu. Depend, you know, yeah, if they don't, the, if they don't want it palling around with like the main canon, you know, films. Yeah, well, but also again, Disney Plus is going to license a bunch of other movies, so they could be like, this isn't, this is on here, but not a Disney movie. They may be like other, other studios or something, and still label it as 20th Century Fox or whatever they want to do with that. So maybe they're just like, hey, look, we don't want to spend the money on this. It's okay in its current status. We're gonna make a loss anyway. Let's just put it on a streaming service. We don't need the reshoots. Or they could be like, you know, let's do some quick reshoots. Plug A in the B, B in the C, yada, 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 and voila, we've got a little bit of a better movie. So mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do, but am I too concerned, Mike? No. <laughs> yeah, I would be I would be more worried if I thought that, you know, this could have a future, you know, but with the Fox being bought up, they're going to they're going to reboot their mutants how they want. And it seems like it seems like if there was a way cuz people have all these theories that there could be a way to retool this movie and actually put it into the MCU cuz we don't know a whole lot about what's happening with these new mutants. Maybe they are brand new mutants, you know, and that we can fit them into the MCU if the if the story is told just right, but I have a feeling if that was the case it would have been known a long time ago and we would have a we would have a better idea but i have a feeling like just feige just was just like yeah we there's no there's nothing we can do there's no way to make this work cleanly and if we're going to reboot a a franchise as old and Mm -hmm. and arguably as successful as the x-men we can't just do it sloppily with new mutants that's been like recut and reshot we're going to start right from the ground up so um in the long-term investment strategy yeah throw it on a streaming service and recast a new wolverine you know that's probably the that's probably the plan well the the thing was with the reshoots they are the the biggest thing with reshoots was like they were bringing daphne keen who played x23 into the movie so oh yeah i forgot that that was that was something floating out that's the biggest thing about the reshoots now if they were able to reshoot and add her in i would be much i would be very excited about this but with that, yeah, maybe it could be kind of like a weird, soft Logan sequel, you know? Yeah. So like, it would have to exist way in the future, and maybe that's kind of where they're at. Like, do we want to make put it in a timeline anywhere or anything? Like, not that Fox has ever cared about timelines, but <laughs> um, if they did that, be great. I, I don't know. I, we're gonna see what they do. Maybe the Disney Plus service isn't gonna launch until November or December, and we can like, oh, hey, let's wait a little bit. We have a couple extra months in August second. So um, with with Fox owning being owned by disney for a week i think they're going to probably take a month or two before we get anything uh, in writing i would probably be more concerned with the dark phoenix release date than probably new mutants because we've only seen the trailer and you know i i just don't want these actors to be wasted on this movie mike because a lot of these actors are really good uh you know like we said we have um the split actress i forget what her name is uh, as magic, you know, Maisie Williams, we have the guy from stranger things, uh, in there. So, I mean, I don't want them to waste any of these actors, you know, if they can bring them back again. So, uh, we'll, we'll definitely see what we can do. We can't do anything. We'll see what they do. <laughs> Star Wars episode nine, uh, has a panel coming out. What? Two weeks now. I think it is maybe less mm-hmm. than that at star Wars celebration. However, there's been a leaked poster that I share with Mike today and Mike, <laughs> forgot about it 
<laughs> well, I saw it early. I saw it earlier this week, but I just kind of wrote it off because it looks like just a poster that could have been from any of the last two uh, Daisy Risley Star Wars films. Like it's kind of a similar setup. I mean, all of these kind of big event posters look the same now anyway. It's just put all the people up in front of it uh, and just kind of like stack them so you get mm-hmm. every actor, every face on there that you can. And um, Kylo Ren is back in his helmet, so that's a big question of how he is he deciding to wear that helmet again in the third film. But also, he wore it in the previous film, so it just looks like an old movie poster that I just <laughs> well, I thought I didn't see. Well, we talked about it, and I said Daisy Ridley hasn't had a costume change in all three of these Star Wars movies, like her robes may be cleaner and whiter now, but that's re- same hairstyle, same clothes. Cosplayers who play cosplay Ray are gonna love this. They're like I don't <laughs> have to change a damn thing. Yeah, I think Finn is, like, off to the side. He looks like he's wearing, like, a, a new jacket. But he's yeah. kind of always been wearing some sort of jacket. So I was like, all right, we just got another poster. Okay, cool. Yeah, Chewbacca hasn't changed in 40 years. Plus. Yeah, die the, <laughs> die those split ends, Chewbacca. Yeah, uh, the only thing I think we get, if the bottom is true, we're going to get red stormtroopers in this one, which could be true, maybe not true, I don't know. Uh, it could just be a, a metaphor. And it looks like the Knights of Rin to the left of Kylo will be making their first actual appearance in the storyline, which would be cool because we've been hanging on to those since went 2015. Maybe. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't even notice that cluster of like, uh, just kind of gray cloth in the corner there. Yeah. We don't know anything about the, the Knights of Ren and, uh, it would have been nice maybe if they set them up in the last movie just a little bit, but, uh, they didn't. So hopefully they'll end up being cool. Yeah. Hopefully that'll get some answers. And then two new characters, uh, Naomi Aki is playing Jana, I think, is up there in the upper right-hand thing. I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. And then what's the other one is Zori, uh, who is almost certainly the uh, yeah, actress Carrie Russell in the, the bounty hunter-looking suit there. The, the purple yeah. thing. It looks like BB-8 has a new ball he droid does. He's friend, got a little, He's got a little, little sidekick there, a little smaller one. Uh, and C-3PO has on Chewie's bowcaster and his bandolier as well. Like, are we, are we sending out... C-3PO to the front lines now? Yeah, that actually, is kind of, that actually is kind of weird. I Yeah, just on the surface, you just look at this and you just swipe, you know, you just swipe, you scroll down to the next thing. But yeah, when you dive into it, things are kind of strange. Uh, but uh, as you mentioned, this has been kind of uh, being removed from the internet. So yes. there's a good credence that this is a real poster. They'll probably announce it at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is like a free poster everybody gets when they walk through their doors. Yeah, it's, it just doesn't feel like the best foot forward, to be completely honest. But, I mean, right now, Mike, if they said, hey, Star Wars comes out next week, no trailer, here's your title, would you go anyway? Oh, well, yeah, of course. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, they don't have to do all this. Is, this is Avengers Endgame all over again. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, not to not to bring up Endgame again, but have you seen the thing where uh, a movie theater didn't get their Endgame poster? So they took an Infinity War poster <laughs> and started marking off the characters who didn't oh, survive? Oh, yeah, I love that. That was great. I was like, that's, that's ingenuity at its finest, so... Uh, if we know Star Wars, we'll let you know. We may have some people on the floor reporting back to us, so if we have it, we'll we'll bring it right back here, whatever the weekend that is. Have you subscribed to the DC Universe yet? You know, they. I had an email, or I saw somebody tweet uh, uh, like a promo code that said I could get a whole year of it at twenty percent off. But I think so that would have made it like sixty bucks, like the price of a game. And I almost bought it, but then I was like, uh, I'll wait until the next part of uh, Young Justice comes out. I think, but uh, I'm getting I'm getting a little nervous about this streaming service, Chris, just because I don't hear anybody talking about it. Like nobody that I meet or run into is just like, oh yeah, I got the DC 
DC streaming service. No one's really talking about these shows, even in the groups that I kind of run in. So yeah. I'm a little nervous, especially with the news that you're about to share. It seems like they're really uh, well, they're doing everything that they can. <laughs> I don't know if that – I just think the DC universe has no content that people are like, oh, my gosh, did you see this new show they dropped? Because they're only dropping sh- new shows every, what, month to, to quarter, like about? Mm-hmm. However, DC Universe is adding the entire, almost the entire backlog of 20,000 comics to the service uh, officially, which would make it worth its money, I think, because if you ever, like, I would love to have, like, a Netflix for comics where you just go read all the comics, you know? Yeah, I think this is a, a cool move. I was kind of expecting this to be at launch, having all of these comics because it would be a bigger sell, especially when they were like promoting it like at Comic-Con last year, like, yeah, 20,000 DZ comics just with this monthly price would be like, oh, that's really that's really cool. That's a, a really good sell. But it was very ambiguous when it launched. They're like, yeah, we'll have some comics, but, you know, not really, you, know, you didn't really know how much. But now that they're adding 20000 I think that's a great move. For $8 a month, that's a steal. Uh, some of this, like, even, like, what, like the, the screen I'm looking at right now is actually a series called Kingdom Come, written by Mark Wade in the 90s. And I loved it. And I wish I, wish I would have had it uh, to access. So, like, you know, getting this on my iPad to read these comics, you know, if I wanted to, or watch some shows for a month or two, that's really not that bad. The value is actually increased on this the service, and I'm I'm kind of impressed with that. So, I know you're waiting to watch Young Justice or maybe even Titans or Doom Patrol if you ever get around to it. But, um, I'm very I'm very excited to this. Maybe maybe I will get a month of it, Mike, to read to read some comic books, uh, some older some older issues. You know, it's hard. Like I was talking to my friend Jeremy on the way to C2E2. Like these online services are awesome because like you know how hard it would be to find old comic books like in a in a comic book store, or the cost it would be to get them off of eBay just to mm-hmm. read them it's astronomical so being able to go back and read some old old series that people talk about would be perfect speaking of dc universe we actually get our first look at actress breck basinger as star girl in the upcoming uh show i mean i don't i don't know much about this show or what's going on but this looks pretty cool to me if they're gonna do star girl it feels kind of uh, CW-ish, if I was going to be completely honest with you. But. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The The mask is kind of throwing me off a little bit. It kind of looks like uh, when you asked me to be your groomsman in your wedding, you sent me a Captain America mask uh-huh. uh, to, to go to go with like the, the theme and the invite for the groomsman. And that's basically what it was. It was like, what, like maybe like an $8 mask from like the toy section uh-huh. at Walmart. And that's what it looks like she's wearing, at least the shape of it. Uh, I did a quick search on Stargirl to see kind of what she looks like in the comic book. Um, it looks like sometimes she does have a mask that shape. Sometimes it's more kind of like um, Robin shaped, where it's just kind of like almost like a like a uh, the letter eight sideways, like kind of like a typical like you know Umbrella Academy style like mask. Um, but uh, there's a screenshot of her here from uh, Legends of Tomorrow, where she has more of that kind of standard look. So I, I don't know. There's a uh, uh, I don't know anything about Stargirl, so I don't really know know what to pull from here. There, but she looks like she's star spangled for sure. There are two things about this image I just want to point out. My first reaction is like, oh, this is a great Captain America meets Aquaman cosplay. Oh, because of the, the the staff, the staff, <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, she's an Aquaman, Captain Captain America, great. But is that a huge mech behind her? <laughs> yeah, that took me actually a second to see because it just kind of looks like maybe some industrial kind of stuff behind her. But then you look up and you say, oh, that's a big metal fist. Is that something in from like Star Girl lore? Does she? Is there like a big robot that she pals around with? I don't know what that is, but that makes me very curious. Is, like, is are there going to be other? Um, 
posters that build this character, like this big robot character together? Uh, you, you know what? I just Googled um, Stargirl Mech just out of curiosity. Okay. And there was this photo that pulled up. It looks like it's called Stargirl and Stripe on the cover of Justice League America 81. And there's like a mech behind her that it, that does have metal arms. It looks a little bit smaller in this picture compared to the one that uh, we see in this promo. But I guess um, whatever this big robot is, oh, uh, it could Stripe. be in this show. So Stripe is um, – she has a sidekick dude. Um, oh, a robotic suit that he uses to accompany to protect her. I think his that's. I a, think that's his, her stepdad. I think it's her stepdad who who's, who pilots the mech suit. But that doesn't look anything like the one in the comic books. If you yeah the at, one yeah the one in the comic book almost kind of looks like a little bit of like Iron Giant mixed with um I don't know maybe a really old school first gen Gundam or, but short and squat. I, it, it, my memory serves. I'm, I'm thinking of the Destroyer armor. To be completely oh, honest, no. What I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of that anime, the big, the big O. o? You, yeah, yeah. The, the, that's where the arms are. Yeah, okay, that's where I was getting. Okay, cool. Okay, so cool. I, I had no idea there was like robot robots in her lore. That makes me a little bit more. Excited but but I didn't think it was as big as the one in this photo. So that's yeah. What this is like kind of like more. that's kind of like almost like Pacific Rim size. Well, no, not quite. Those are huge. Yeah. But yeah, definitely bigger for sure. Okay, well there we go. We got we we, we all learned a little bit about Star Girl today and her <laughs> mech robot stripe. But um, yeah, so that's coming out on the DC Universe. Um, I think I just I had this written down. Uh, I'm gonna have to pull up whenever it comes out because we got some other release dates that we're gonna talk about. Um, I don't know WonderCon. I'm gonna pull this up. Sorry, Mike. I'm, I'm I should have written this down when it's gonna debut. Um, it just says 2020. Never mind. So we don't have to release <laughs> it yet. Okay. That's all right. Thank God. Um, so Swamp Thing, everyone's kind of excited for Swamp Thing, right? Because yeah. Because it's Swamp Thing. Uh, will debut uh, this May 31st, which is a lot sooner than I thought it would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for this because this just seems like a really strange character. And it's always fun to explore really strange storylines on a TV show because you have the opportunity to kind of slowly go through it and pick apart what really is Swamp Thing. But um, I have in my Amazon wish list, I have the first book of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing run. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I want to pick that up and, and read it. I want to get into what is Swamp Thing. Well, so You know uh, what you could do? You could pick up I could, DC Universe. <laughs> You know that's actually a really good sell. Like if that if this if that book is indeed on the DC universe, I should see if there's like a a find and search feature for comics on there before I buy it. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a cool sell. Yeah. So in this April they'll add that feature. It's not available right now, but this comes out May thirty first. So you would have plenty of time for someone to make. Like, oh yeah, Swamp Thing's on here for sure. Which mm-hmm. that would make perfect sense. Put the the books of your characters that you're putting in. Your, like I like I don't know Star Girl. Put Star Girl in there. I'll read Star Girl. Maybe get more hyped for it. Um, yeah, imagine the the power of the notification if you have the app on your phone. Like, do a push notification like a week before the the show premieres. Oh, before Swap Thing premieres, read uh, you know this uh, this uh, comic book run before and know everything you need to know. Yeah, so synergy, vertical integration. This is a great opportunity for them. Please listen to us and do what we're saying because we're, we're smart. We're very smart people. But Swamp Thing coming out May 31st uh, on, on the DC Universe. So maybe maybe in June, maybe maybe in July when I'm out visiting you, we can sit down and watch the first episodes of a lot of Ooh, this stuff. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, and then just record our reactions right there, whether it's good or bad. Because Young Justice Outsiders Part 2, the part you're most excited for, 
because you want to watch it all together, mm-hmm. uh, is going to debut July second of this year as well. Mm-hmm. So this is this is all coalesc- coalescing to the one big giant review spoiler cast that we want to do for the DC Universe app in general. I'm really actually looking forward to this now that it's all coming together. Since a lot of these shows that are premiering have very small episode orders, you know they're coming out in just little chunks. It would be kind of cool to just you know we watch them all, we just ingest it all, then we just sit down and do like just big spoiler cast and we just talk about the merits of all of these shows you know does it make sense for them to all be on this streaming app what's the future of them mm-hmm. you know I, I like this idea and then it just really gives you the idea if it's worth like what is it like eight bucks a month or yeah, something seven ninety nine like right now i think yeah well what i'm concerned about is if we go may 31st to july 2nd how many swamp thing episodes are there i don't know <laughs> they, they've never announced the number of episodes so if we only get four is that really man eh, are they gonna do two a- at a time and this is James Wan's Swamp Thing, if I remember right. He's, so, he's an EP on this one, yes. Uh, okay, maybe uh, maybe they'll want to get a little bit more uh, premium with the episode, so maybe the order will be short. I mean, I just me and my wife just watched a, a, ser- a new series on Hulu called, I think it was Shrill. It's from, um, what's her name? Addie Bryant from SNL? I don't remember the actress's name. But that was only six episodes. We, we, we were we were done watching it, I feel like, in a in like less than a day and we were like is that, is that it is there more like what's going on here so it, i wouldn't be surprised if it was maybe only six episodes the precedent has been set out there yeah maybe it's very effects heavy they, they'd spent all their money on effects and not you know long episode yeah. numbers so maybe uh we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that as well for that but like yeah so uh you know maybe you know maybe july one year the one year anniversary or maybe before we'll we'll talk about all these shows and see how the dc universe is holding up because it's hard to judge something on the first like they're still learning like the first launch so i would like to see kind of where they are birds of prey in the emancipation of harley quinn and whatever it's gonna be called uh apparently we'll have the joker appear in this film and I only believe this is like where he, she breaks up with the Joker in this movie. Uh-huh. I don't think he's a long-term effect because we see her uh, looks like locked out of a house while the Joker's upstairs, maybe throwing stuff out the window at her. Is that yeah? That what po- in this photo? Yeah, possibly. Like, hey, get out of here! Take your shit with you. Yeah, uh, kind of one of those things. And that looks to be the Jared Leto Joker with the short hair, the white thing, and the the, the weird clothes. But he's very, very conveniently. Obscured, obscured by a large <laughs> yeah. window bar there. Mm-hmm. So is it? I don't know. Jared Leto. I mean, is I'm, to be as to be as cryptic as possible. Uh, you know, because I don't want to spoil any DC movies that might be out there. But you know, there was there there have been other DC movies that have done similar things where they show a character but don't show their face. So there is a precedent, as we've said just a second ago, <laughs> that this could be a thing that happens. It's true. Well, also Jared Leto is filming Morbius right now, right? He's mm-hmm. got his Morbius look going on, so he can't cut his hair and be the Joker. Um, they are filming the Joker, or they're in post-production of the Joker, so why would they bring Jared Leto back for a Joker? But then Jared Leto goes and does something stupid like this on Instagram and puts a picture of a clown on a back screen. So is his little tweet slash Snapchat slash whatever this is him going back to be the Joker for like a, a day on the, on the, the set while they film this scene or not? What do you think? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, are you confused as I am? 
I mean, I, I was trying to familiarize myself with the UI of Snapchat because I haven't opened it up in a while. But, yeah, it looked like he was sharing a memory. It said, like, from two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Jared Leto. I don't know what's going up in your going on in your world. I don't know what's going on in the Joker's world. But the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, such a long name. I'm going to have to learn how to correctly spell Emancipation. Yeah, or just call it Birds of Prey. Yeah. That, too. Lastly, we know Arrow is ending next season season eight and and mm-hmm. to to kick it off the right way actress emily rickards who played felicity is going to leave the show at the end of season seven. Oh, the current season that's running right now yes so Ooh, i wonder if she's gonna die <laughs> uh so she's leaving i think it sounds like she's leaving on her own accord per everyone who's like written about this like all the people like oh we're she was only supposed to be like a one-off kind of character and then she became a full-time character, and then everyone's like, oh my god, Oliver, and Elicity, and Felicity, and all this other stupid stuff that I just don't care about. Um, do you think this will affect the show's final season? Do you think they're going to jump into the future? Maybe she'll die, maybe she won't. Like, I don't know. I mean, the final season's going to be so short. It just seems like they're going to have a lot of story to tell in a very condensed amount of time, so less characters probably going to be better, especially since um, I stopped watching the show when uh, Felicity was just totally weighing down on the plot. Basically, she was a character in a show that would lie to other people to her own, for her own means, but then when Oliver would also lie, she would like be rate him and call him a bad person and i was like this is so stupid like i'm not gonna watch this anymore where these characters are just so hypocritical but not even in an entertaining way <laughs> so I, I don't care that she's leaving or going because i don't really watch the watch arrow anymore uh but i could see the actress leaving mainly because um timing like who wants to stick around and like you know, be totally booked up for maybe a, a new possible TV show that you could film just because you want to stick around for just a couple weeks for the very end of Arrow. You know, she could have something in line. You know, she's got to find a new job. And, you know, Hollywood kind of works in a scheduled manner. So she's just like, oh, maybe I could work on Arrow for like 10 weeks or I could start this whole new chapter where I'm playing a brand new character on a show that maybe could run for five or six more seasons and it's got to start now and I can't, you know, I can't wait. So that's probably what's happening. But, you yeah, I'm not too worried about it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. Uh, to be completely honest, my guess is probably like we have a shorter budget for this episode for this season. We can't pay you as much as we've been paying you for the past seven. Mm, yeah, could be as well. But I don't know. Either way, uh, if you like Felicity, too bad. So sad. She ain't coming back next season. Guess stop watching I, now. I really liked her character in the early seasons of the show. So nothing against the the actress or anything. Yeah. But the, sh- this, the show has gone through so many ebbs and flows. It's It's been crazy. Like, it's been, it was so bad at one point, they totally changed the subreddit over to Daredevil when Daredevil was a thing. <laughs> so, yeah. it's been so it's been so it's been a weird career for the show, Arrow, that's for sure. I totally, totally agree. Well, Mike, that's the show for the week. We are, we are here. We are wrapped up. We finally got her done. And, uh, you know, happy, happy end of March, start of April, the start of in-game month, Hellboy month. That's our next uh, review episode. Ooh, I'm excited for that and one. And I man. think the Shazam debut this weekend. <laughs> Chris, we're, we're just, uh, we're, we're so beneficial because we saw it early. I don't even care when it comes out now. Exactly. It's kind of awesome. Well, if you watch Shazam <laughs> this coming weekend and you want to listen to our review before or after, feel free. They're available. So, mm-hmm. but uh, in the meantime, Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, how many times you die in Sekiro, where can they find you at? 
Well, as always, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics, pickledcomics.com. I published a brand new one of those. I'm still making comics, so you can find that at pickledcomics.com, or I also post it on my socials, so you can find it there. Chris, if you want to keep up with your arcade madness, or maybe even the 14 pop finals you just picked up <laughs> this morning, where can they find that? Well, I will have to now post that picture on Instagram at Valdan87, which will also go to my Twitter. Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can also head over to Comic UI uh, and more. Um, Yeah, that's about it. If people want to listen to more episodes of Superhero Slate, especially our reviews, because we've got two reviews coming up in April, where Mm -hmm. can they find all of our stuff at? As always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see all the things that we talked about on this episode, that picture of Stargirl, if you're trying to decode that robot in the background, or you know, if you want to see that trailer for that weird Iron Man VR game that we are cautiously optimistic about, you can get all that in our show notes. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at Super. SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out on Twitter. Uh, leave a comment in the YouTube section. Uh, you can even send us an old-fashioned email if you want to. Uh, we love hearing from you. We, we want to know what you're thinking. Um, and if you're a super fan of the show, or if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and a special shout-out to the super fan mm-hmm. that was uh, playing the, the podcast uh, on YouTube for his... Yeah. Um, for his office the, mates. I thought that was really cool. The other Chris, Chris Kidman. Thank you for subjecting them to our episodes. And yeah, that that's kind of a, that's like a, that's epic super fan move right there yeah. to just inundate people that don't have the choice. I like that. Yeah. You're force feeding <laughs> us down their throats or, or in their mm. ears really. So yeah, really, really cool move. Uh, I thought that was really fun too. So yeah. Um, anything else, Mike? I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's Until a, next week. That's the show for this week. We'll catch you guys in. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. But most, but mostly butt stuff if you're Ant Man. <laughs> butt stuff.